Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana. If you see an empty studio, it's because myself, Coulter Nuanez, I'm here with all my best friends in the whole world in Boise, Idaho, broadcasting to you live from Idaho Central Arena. It's been a great week at the Big Sky Conference Basketball Tournament. And now the best part of the tournament is occurring. The semifinals on the men's side, I love it. I love the women's championship and the men's semis in the same day. It makes for a great day of basketball. Three games is much more manageable from a work perspective than four or five. And uh, you get to enjoy them. We got all our Idaho State coverage into the books already. So if you check out SkylineSportsMT.com, full recap of that women's basketball championship today. Idaho State, not surprising that they won, but surprising in the fashion they won in. They won 84-49 over the second-seeded Idaho Vandals. And Idaho State, they take all the momentum into the NCAA tournament. Estefania Ors, she had 21 points, including 17 in the first half. She hit six straight shots to open the game. Idaho State was 15 of 21 shooting at one point, and they just kept growing that lead. 10 points at the end of the first quarter, 20 points at the end of the second quarter, 30 points at the end of the third quarter, and by the time they were up 40, Seton Sobolewski, he unloaded his bench and let all of his great players, Diaba Canate, Estefania Ors, Dora Goles, Delaney Moore, and the like, Callie Bourne, all of them celebrate, and uh, it was fun to watch Idaho State punch their ticket to the big dance. A lot of great sponsors that helped us get to Boise include Nick Tabor of Westpac Wealth. Why build a work history at a job when you can build a future in your own business? Westpac Wealth Partners is looking for entrepreneurial-minded people who are ready to take their futures into their own hands. At Westpac Wealth, Nick Tabor and his associates provide the clients with financial tools and tested solutions 
for navigating this complex financial climate. Westpac offers a competitive compensation package, elite training, and a work culture that's been recognized as a best workplace by Fortune Magazine. If you're ready to start building a business in a long-term career today, contact Nick Tabor at Westpac Well 728-6708. That's 406-728-6708. Or you can visit westpacwealth.com. The big news of the week here in Boise is that we're staying in Boise for the next five years. Big Sky Conference inked a contract with the Boise City Commission earlier this week that agreed to stay in Boise for the Big Sky Conference Tournament until 2026. So this is our third year in Boise. It will be eight years by the time this tournament is all said and done. And earlier today, I sat down with Tom Wistersfield, the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, to talk about this tournament in general, what's been playing out on the court, the challenges the Big Sky Conference has faced during what has been a challenging year navigating the global pandemic, as well as the logistics and the details of this new contract with Boise. Please enjoy my interview with the Big Sky Conference Commissioner, Tom Wistershire. More from the Big Sky Conference Tournament in Boise. You're listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. We are at Idaho Central Arena. I've got it right four days in a row. I was calling it Central League Arena at first, and I realized... Nope, they renamed the arena, but either way, we are in downtown Boise. This is a great venue. Anybody that uh, wants to have themselves a good time, and we can get back to having fans fully in the stadium, you need to make the trip down here to Boise because this is super fun place to be, a lot of great hoops action. And uh, we're broadcasting to you right before the men's semifinal games begin. The women's championship in the books. Idaho State completely decimates Idaho. I could not believe how well the Bengals played. They basically played a perfect 30 minutes in a row. By the time they were up 35, St. Sobolewski, he, he empties his bench with seven minutes to go in the game. An unbelievable result, 84-49. Idaho State takes down second seed at Idaho. I'm here now with the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, Tom Wistershill. And Tom, uh, first of all, what a championship game. The number one seed at Idaho State Bengals take care of business, and now they're in, into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that was amazing. What an amazing game. Um, you know, I said to Seton afterwards, I said, is that what happens when the plan comes perfectly together? And he goes, that's exactly right. And you never, hardly ever see it in sports where everything you plan out goes exactly the way you want it to. And uh, that's what I saw right there from Idaho State. They were, from the opening tip, they were focused. You know, they shot the ball, lights out. Um, now they were smart, took good shots, got a lot of layups. And defensively, they were tough. And uh, they wanted it. They wanted it badly, and they played like it. I thought they were, that's as impressive a performance I've seen in a championship game in a long time. No question. I mean, my Idaho State's leading scorer, Dora Goles, she only has seven points. She only takes six shots, but she has six assists. It's true testament to their team. I mean, they just move the ball so well. It's a beautiful style of basketball, right? If you're a fan that's just an objective fan of basketball, you had to love just watching the style Idaho State plays. Yeah, absolutely. And that's you hit it right on the head there. Dora was like, she, you know, it's kind of like, well, I don't really need to do much today. She just played facilitator and didn't force it. And, uh, you know, emotion plays so much into these games, you know, in, in, for, on both fronts. Can you control your emotion on the front end? You know, because usually the first few minutes of any championship game, it's scattered. Well, I think the teams made their first six shots. You know, as you could see right away, they were in it. And, uh, and but to Idaho State's credit, I mean, from start to finish, they were really focused. And it's it's hard to find a game where, like you said, he pulled his starters with seven minutes left. It was a, a basically a 40-point game. So credit to Idaho State um, for the way they played. Um, Idaho obviously had a great season too, and and uh, John does a great job with that program. But it was definitely Idaho State's day, and I'm really excited to see what they can do in the NCAA tournament. Watching them celebrate, I couldn't help but think a year ago today was when this whole thing 
fully got called off, and I just kept thinking, man, this is so great that we got this thing done. So from your seat as the commissioner, you have to just breathe this huge sigh of relief that now you have at least one team going to the NCAA tournament. It looks like we're in good shape on the men's side as well. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long year for everybody, right? I mean, certainly, you know, whether it's any of your listeners, you, me, whatever, but, you know, speaking specifically for the big sky, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of certainly our student athletes and our coaches who worked so hard to get to this point. We have great leadership in the league, our presidents, our ADs. We've got a great group of people who really care about the right things. They can come together and, and discuss and sometimes, you know, argue about points. But in the end, they do what's best for, for the conference as a whole. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. I, I've been thinking of the whole testing thing was weird because, you know, to our student athletes and coaches, they've been testing three times a week forever. Right. And we've been testing the whole everybody every day. Right. Everybody's gotten tested every day. Well, for some of us, that not, that was odd for me. I've only sure. been tested back when my family and I had it back in sure. July. But um, but for them, it's just, oh, it's just normal. But <clears throat> I'll tell you what, the, the best moment for me was – uh, so far was the very first game. Women's game took place Monday, and you know, all, just to get to this point, and then to see how excited the student athletes were. They were hooting and hollering out there and throwing the ball around and having fun and all this. And I was like, you know what? This has all been worth it. Just to see the joy that the student athletes have to play the game they love and to do it in a tournament setting like this, which is, you know, the intensity's higher, the attention is on them, everybody's focused to try to cut down the nets. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, we made it here, and it's been great. Got three games left, and look forward to three great basketball games. Tom Wisher still joining me. He's the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference here on Nuanez now. And Tom, let's talk about just broadly this last year. I mean, in your seat as the commissioner, what have been, I mean, the challenges are just endless, I, I'm sure, running a college conference. But what are some things that have stood out as far as challenges, and, and what sort of the things that are you most proud of, of, you guys, of things you guys have been able to overcome? Yeah, I think the most challenging thing, and again, this is no different than anybody in society, is just the unpredictability of it. You know, I mean, you know, if you think back to a year ago when when uh, when this was canceled, never in our wildest dreams did we think it would affect the football season or the, any fall sport, right? I mean, we're like, yeah, it's March. Oh, you know, this will be something in a couple months. It's going to be over. We'll be we'll be back to summer ball. We'll kick off football and volleyball and soccer in August. We'll be ready to roll, right? You know, so so each time you did that, you were wrong. And whenever you thought, oh, this is going to be over next week, this is going to be over then, this will be next month, you know, we were always wrong. So the unpredictability of it was really a challenge for, for everybody, but certainly for us as a conference spread out over eight states with all these different sports. You know, what I'm most proud of is how we kept the focus on the student-athletes and, and finding a way to safely get them back to playing. And, you know, luckily when, when basketball started, like that was the first event, right? We finally Finally, we're playing some sport, playing basketball in November, and that was a huge step forward for us. And it allowed our schools to get used to testing a group on a regular basis so that by the time we got through basketball near the end, and now we added in all the other sports, including football for most of our schools, it's been, you know, it's been a yeoman's task to get to that point. But now we've kind of fallen into a rhythm. There's some excitement out there for all the different sports, including football, which, you know, we'll wait and see what happens there. But excited about having the opportunity to move volleyball and soccer and just give the student athletes. So what I'm most proud of is we kept the focus on safely getting our student athletes back to play in the games they love. The Big State Conference 
is, you don't want to call it a football conference because there's great sports across the Big Sky Conference, but a lot of schools in the Big Sky are most well nationally recognized for their football programs. And so it was a big deal when we were sort of debating and making decisions on what's going to happen. Are we going to do it in the fall? Are we going to do it in the spring? And there's been uh, uh, the, the, the challenges are accentuated times 10 considering that there's schools in eight different states in this league. I mean, you, there's no consistency between Sacramento, California, and Missoula, Montana, and Pocatello, Idaho, and Flagstaff, Arizona. So when you guys were coming down the pipe and making the decisions about the fall football season, first and foremost, and just football in general, that had to just add so much to the headache that was trying to reschedule this whole thing. Oh, you're exactly right. I mean, you're right. Eight, so we have eight states, and with our football schools, you know, we have 13 football schools right now that are, you know, and again, it's, it's county-driven, right? So the counties are making decisions. So we essentially are trying to figure out how we can take 13 different counties rules and regulations and the people making their decisions and what and and then you know back to the unpredictability piece of this which is you know you can ask two doctors about covid and they're right. going to two totally different things right so you add that into the mix for every one of our campuses and every one of our counties and then you know so fortunately you know we our athletic directors have been meeting twice a week since covid hit so you know we've seen more of each other on zoom calls and they probably ever want to our presidents have been at least once a month sometimes twice a month uh, to make decisions and to bring the best best information we can forward a lot of credit also goes to our health and safety committee made up of doctors and trainers and our medical personnel around the who really helped kind of guide us through the through this of saying okay here's here's our written recommendations on this 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 and this kind of setting the bare minimum that every school had to follow to safely return to play so they took that and then took what their county was telling them and kind of brought that together and that's how we were able to get back to playing so um, it's been a wild ride and uh you know, I'm anxious to get rid of the masks and get back to some normalcy. It seems like we're heading in the right direction now. The vaccine is getting out there. and uh, But this just kind of wets the whistle a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, just being at the tournament, you kind of get the excitement of, okay, we're getting close, we're getting close to where, you know, hopefully come fall we can have some full stadiums back in Montana for some football games no question I, I, we've got to know each other a little bit over the last couple of years and you just seem like a guy in terms of your leadership style that wants to be around the people that are working for you so i mean that part in itself just on a personal level i'll tell you this i'm so tired of the zoom calls it's unbelievable i mean danny sprinkle is one of my guys that he comes on my show every single week montana state head men's basketball coach and i interviewed him in person for the first time in a year the other day it, it's like how are you doing? I guess all we do is talk on the phone like seventh grade girls or something. It's just amazing. But just from a personal perspective, that part has had to just drive you crazy as you try to drive this league forward, right? Yeah, no, it's that, that has been a challenge. You know, I think, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a people person just like you are. I want to see people, want to be around people. And, uh, you know, I get energy from, you know, being around our coaches and student athletes and our campuses. And that's why people are in college athletics because they want to help, you know, these student athletes have a great experience. And part of that is being part of their journey, part of their lives. And uh, yeah, so I desperately miss being on campus. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been fortunate, you know, my, I grew up, grew up the son of coaches. So I've been around this my whole life. So to not have it as kind of a, a weekly ritual has been, has been strange. But uh, like I said, better days ahead now. And uh, that's why I'm fired up we'll, we'll uh, you know even with 100 fans per team we'll still get an environment in here tonight it'll, it'll still be loud and uh, you know we got two great games to look forward to so I, semi-final night is always my favorite night of every conference tournament because it's kind of that 
I don't know, somewhat a little bit of that desperation of yep. trying to reach the finals. Yep. You know, once you get to the final game, it's just a basketball game, and one team's probably going to play better than the other, and they win. But it takes it's so hard to get to that game. And that's why I love I love semifinals for this. No different than I love the Saturday, like at the Final Four, is usually better than the Monday championship game. It's just it's that anticipation and that uh, nervous energy that gets flowing. So looking forward to that. I was saying on the show yesterday, I never thought I'd be so happy to hear the Montana State faithful yelling at the referees like they were. And there's only about 100 Montana State fans in here, but they were giving it to the refs. And I could, it made me so happy. Usually that part's kind of annoying, but that was so great to actually have fans in the stands yelling at the officials. It was it, it was like March Madness has finally returned. Listen to Nuana is now at 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. Tom Wisterchill, the Big Sky Conference Commissioner, joining us. Changing gears on you, Tom. The news of the week is that we are, we, will, we will be back in Boise. So the Big Sky Conference has been in Boise now for three years. Uh, it's been a great venue, in my opinion. I think that uh, it's a perfect fit for the Big Sky in a lot of different ways. But earlier this week, you uh, ended up signing a contract here for a five-year extension. So we'll be back in Boise through 2026. Tell us all the details about what went into this decision. Yeah, you know, it's been uh, it's been an interesting three years, as we've talked about. You know, but. Um, you know, I feel like the first year, it was kind of the introduction. We, it was good. It wasn't great. Um, year two, we were really building towards something great. The crowds were getting bigger. It was really exciting. And then the pandemic wipes it out. And then this year, we have limited fans. Um, so, you know, I really feel like we've never really gotten a chance yet to fully build out what we can do here in Boise. Um, the, the, it's You're right. It's a perfect venue for us. Uh, the people are wonderful. It's a great downtown area. It's clean. It's safe. There's lots of bars and restaurants and things to walk to and just to be a part of. Um, it's 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 a perfect fit for us, you know. And as as we looked about uh, from, from a leadership standpoint, we looked at different opportunities. From you know, do we want to stay at a neutral side? Do we want to go to our schools? The reason we don't go to our schools, the biggest reason is because you know we can't decide on a Saturday that we're going to have all our teams show up at a place on Tuesday logistically, financially. It's it just doesn't work. Um, we can't get teams on planes quick enough. We it can't afford it. It just doesn't work to have our men's and women's at different places. It's it's just a nightmare. So we want to make a neutral site work, and then to have a neutral site that is that really wants us, and they really want us here. From the governor to the mayor to the convention and visitors bureau, they've been very active in saying we want the Big Sky here. Put together a really nice package for us uh, financially. It's 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 much better than it was before, and uh, this is a great home for us. And we really look like I think it's something to build on you know eight of our 11 teams can drive here you know and so from a fan perspective you know that's what it's all about is because you know we're going to have our parents here right families are going to come cheer their kids on but will people drive down from missoula to watch you know what if if this was a year from now and we had this doubleheader friday night you know games going on with you know montana state one and montana the other i think there'd be some people who would have come down and said hey let's let's get down here and let's watch both these games you know and a year from now you could come to both games now you're you know you can only come to each game but you know that's what we're looking for is to build this and and i i agree with you you mentioned at the front end people got to come down here and try it i think if they come down once they're going to enjoy themselves. They're going to love down, downtown because we saw it the last couple of years. Those bars and restaurants were full of Big Sky fans. There were a lot of a lot of people walking around having a great time downtown here, and uh, that's what we want to get to. So the future's bright. We're really excited to be here for the next five years. That was the most frustrating part about last year, too, is that you had a championship game booked for the women's side between Montana State and Idaho. That would have been great fans coming in to watch from both sides. 
both the Montana schools on the men's side had buys, uh, you know, as well as Idaho State being in the mix too. And so it, it was, it was just frustrating to see it kind of all go away. But um, Tom, what do you like about this venue, the Idaho Central Arena? It seems like this also is sort of a perfect fit for the big sky, especially if we can start packing this place. Yeah, you know, it's a good intimate setting here. You know, we can put about a little over 4,000 in here if we ever need to, and hopefully that's a problem someday. But, you know, it's, um, you know, even with, you know, uh, you know, there were a couple of games last year at the beginning and we had like 500 fans here. And it can get loud in here because the seats are close to the court and, uh, and it holds sound really well. So it's a perfect size venue for us. The amenities are great. Um, the student athletes love it. I guess, you know, and again, back to the student athlete focus, the one thing that they've continued to said to me when I've talked to them is they're like, this really feels like a tournament. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's big time. And uh, and that's to me, that's what it's all about. I want the, the lights on and the best teams are going to advance, the ones that can handle the pressure. And and uh, different than somebody getting a home court advantage or something like that. Nope. You, got, you, got, you know, everybody's equal. Step on the court and see what you got. And uh, so it's a perfect venue for for us it's connected to one of the hotels where you know we end up with uh, three uh, three of our schools stay here and the rest of them are all within like three blocks of the so it's a perfect spot what other things have you heard from just the administrators the coaches things like that in terms of advocating for a neutral side tournament yeah you know you know I, there, it's a very small minority that would like to have a uh, it on the uh, it on campus uh, the vast majority of the coaches and administrators are really excited about what we're building here. And they talk about kind of that sense of community that they think they can build here. You know, talking with, you know, Montana, Montana State uh, folks about the fact that they've seen it even even in the years we've been here, even though it hasn't been perfect, of the fans will come down. And once they're here, you know, you walk around downtown at, uh, you know, 11 o'clock at night after the games, and it was full of Grizz and Cats fans the last couple of years. And so, you know, to me, that's what this is about. About. Can we make this a destination spot? If people saying, "When's that Big Sky tournament?" I'm going to block that off in the calendar because we're going to Boise. I don't know when the team's playing yet, but we're going to Boise because it's a great spot. So that's what I hear about. And then from from the coaches, they just they want to have a venue that they can be proud of. You know that 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 looks good on TV that rec- that they can point to for recruits and say this is the type of place we want to come play at. So. When, when it comes to the bidding process, how does that work when when, when specific cities or, or Chamber of Commerce or however it works are bidding for a tournament like this? Yeah, so we sent out uh, bids to probably 20 different arenas uh, just basically said, here's our time frame. Send us back, you know, the specs of what you're looking at, financially, hotels, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, we got back about half that many, and uh, but really only had three finalists. And, uh, you know, and so then it was a matter of, you know, so the money was – somewhat similar when you, you get down to it but the bottom line is all the amenities that Boise has to offer and the fact that they really wanted us you know I mean that like I said from the governor on down they've they've been very aggressive in that and it was nice the governor came today to the sure. to the women's championship game smart guy right Idaho Idaho That's State right. he showed up he, he is a vandal he's an Idaho grad but uh, but he showed up and and just to show their support and so you hit it on the head at the front part of this which is you know, there, there's places that really want you, and there's places where you'd just be another tournament. Well, I'm not interested in just being another tournament. I want to be the focal point. We deserve it, and uh, and we've got that here in Boise in that partnership. I'm telling everybody out there in Montana, 
do it. Just come here. You're going to love it. It really is sweet. The arena is right downtown. We stay at the hotel at the arena. You can just walk right out your back door. I honestly, I park my car in the parking garage, and I don't drive for the whole week. I just walk out the door. If you want to get something to eat, want to go get a beer, whatever, it's right down the way. It is a really cool venue. It is a really uh, sweet spot to have the tournament hosted. I promise you, if you come, you're going to watch a lot of great basketball, but also you're going to have a good time because there's a lot of stuff to do in Boise. I mean, first of all, the sun's been shining every single day. We haven't had that in Montana in a minute, so that's that's worth it just in itself. But Boise's a clean city. It's a progressive city. They've made a lot of progress in the downtown, and uh, I, I promise you, you'll enjoy the vacation. Tom Wisher, she'll join us here on Nuanas now. And Tom, last thing for you. What's next then for the Big Sky Conference? You guys have uh, tackled this monster that is this tournament, and now it's finally uh, looks like it's going to come to its fruition. But uh, w- how do you pivot out of this then? I know obviously the NCAA tournament's on the horizon, so you guys will be working with the uh, the teams that are heading to the big dance. But after that, I mean, what are some of your goals for the league, and what do you see on the horizon for the Big Sky? Yeah, you know, obviously with the fall sports moving to the spring, it's, it's still going to be a really interesting spring. You know, our campuses, you know, are just buzzing with, you know, the, the poor trainers at every one of our Gosh, schools, right. right, that are trying to say, oh, by the way, here's our volleyball team, our football team, and our soccer team, who usually aren't in the training room, and all of a sudden they're there too. So, you know, between now and the end of the school year, there's going to be a lot happening, and uh, that's great. You know, probably the next big thing that'll that'll come up, we're working hard on our uh, on a new media rights uh, negotiations and looking at lots of different options. You know, it's such a it's such a changing environment the way people consume content now. You know, we've had a you know a good uh, good relationship with Root Sports certainly to bring some football games. Uh, Pluto has continued to get better and better as the years have gone on. Um, you know, I was interesting numbers. I I was at the Idaho State Weber State the first weekend football, and uh, so I had texted a couple of our people and asked, you know, hey, what kind of numbers are we doing? And they reported back like ten minutes later, thirty six thousand streams. Wow. Watching, watching Idaho State, Weber State Love football. It. You know, I was like, you know, that's a pretty impressive number. That is. You know, and uh, now the good thing is if somebody's looking for live football, they only got limited options in sure. February, sure. right? But still, that's a pretty good number. So we have things to build off of. So we're working with, uh, with, a, with a number of groups right now trying to figure out what it looks like for the future for us. How are we going to deliver our content into the households around the big sky? And uh, there's lots of people out there, the ESPN, CBS, Sports Network, um, you know, a number of different other streaming options. So, you know, that's going to be a big part of our next kind of four to six months is figuring out what our future looks like there. Because what we have to balance is we want the revenue, we want the money, right? But we also want to make sure that people can easily access the content and that it's in the quality we expect. And so sometimes those things don't always mesh perfectly. So a lot of work with that is is going on. And uh, and then, you know, by that time, it's going to be just about time for the fall to ramp up. So um, never never a dull moment, but I wouldn't want it any other way. Here's the better days. Tom Wistershill, Big Sky Conference Commissioner, joining me, Coulter Nuanez on Nuanez Now. Tom, this has been great. Thanks for taking so much time. And uh, we look forward to an exciting night of semifinal basketball. Thanks for being with us. Amen to that, Coulter. Always good to be with you, my friend. Good to be with you, my friend. Tom Wistershill, Big Sky Conference Commissioner, joining us on Nuanez Now. I am Coulter Nuanez. We're live from Idaho Central Arena here in Boise, Idaho. About five minutes ago in the first half between top-seeded Southern Utah and fifth-seeded Montana State, SUU leads MSU 30-25. to Bobcats have been battling, but Southern Utah making a little bit, a few more three-pointers than maybe we might expect. 
Uh, so we'll keep you apprised of what's going on here. The NCAA tournament on the horizon. The Silver Slipper has 55 TVs for you to watch on, plus specials like 18-piece wings with a pitcher of beer for 25 bucks during the tournament. That's an amazing deal. As always, the dr- Slipper has drink specials every day. 20 Kino Machines, a liquor store, and Tarantino's Pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite teams at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Keep it right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula or on Nuanas Now. Riley Corker, voice of the Grizz. Swing by to recap last night's Grizz victory as well as preview the semifinal with Eastern Washington. You're listening to Nuanas Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Hey everybody, hope you have a great Friday evening. Thanks so much for riding home with us here on Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching on TV, statewide television each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. on SWX Montana Television. I am Coulter Nuanez, broadcasting to you live from Idaho Central Arena. About two minutes and 40 seconds left in the first of two semifinal games in the Big Sky Conference men's basketball tournament. Southern Utah ahead 33-29. Bobcats have been hanging tough. They're not shooting the ball very well. But uh, Southern Utah, Bobcats are tricking Southern Utah into shooting a bunch of threes. That's not really Southern Utah's game. They, they do like to knock down open shots off of John Knight's penetration. But the Cats 4 of 14. Excuse me, the Thunderbirds 4 of 14 from beyond the arc. If Montana State can start knocking down some shots, they'll be able to really hang in this game. But right now, 33-29, two minutes and 30 seconds left in the game. Welcome in now, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, co-host of this show on Mondays and Tuesdays. And he's been swinging by when he can uh, every single day this week. Riley, it was a late night last night, but if you're a Grizz fan, it was a good night. Montana, the more things change, the more they stay the same. All up in Weaver State shorts. It was uh, not as close as the final score indicated. Montana was up 15 points late in the second half. Weaver State did hit uh, an array of threes. They hit three three-pointers in the last minute and a half of game to cut it down, and they had it down to what? I think they had it down to even one point, right? But then Montana was able to hit their free throws down the stretch, and uh, the Grizz, they eliminate Weaver State, what, seventh time in eight years? Isn't that amazing? That they've eliminated Weaver State? It it was a wild game, and it absolutely just kind of epitomizes this season. I I thought that it was fitting for Montana that it came down to the end. What was the storyline all year, Coulter? This team can build the lead with five minutes to go, but can the young team break through? And although it seemed like the dam was about to break, they did hold on there at the end, Cam Parker with those big free throws, but it was thrilling for so many different reasons, and we had said it, right? I mean, we hadn't seen the team put 40 minutes together, but we'd said on your show all week leading up to it, and all really the last couple of weeks, Montana's still the X factor, and to see them put it together, that was the first time to me from feeling the team out and watching them play, that they looked and played like the Montana teams of old. Selflessness. It's been a different guy. I think the biggest stat during all of this culture prepping for this game tonight, Grizz are on a six-game winning streak. They have not lost since they played Eastern Washington last time, and I know we're going to preview this down the road, but 
of those six wins, they've had five different leading scores. And that shows me that this team is ready to know that if it's not their night, they're willing to pass it up. And that was the case again last night. I thought Travis Secure said several interesting things in his post game. He, he did. He acknowledged that Montana's program as a whole, the design of the way that they operate from start to finish, is a slow building and late peaking program. He mentioned the fact that they only played five non-conference games instead of the typical 11 or 12. So that robs you of seven games from uh, developing a young team. He also said that they always want to open it up in late February and then just smash on the gas by the time they get to March. Well, they were going to open it up, and they got a pair of wins at Idaho State, and then they got their last regular season games against Idaho canceled, and I think that that hindered uh, maybe what the overall plan was, but it didn't hinder them. They ended up playing Warner Pacific twice to come into this tournament with a few wins under their belt, and uh, then they now have won two straight here. So um, I also thought it was interesting that, that Travis Secure talked about the similarities in the programs, and I've had people ask me this before, so here's here's the explanation. When Coach Secure said they're from the same coaching tree, people ask me why, where's Randy Ray fit into this? Well, Coach Ray was with Stu Morrill at Colorado State and uh, at Utah State after Stu Morrill had left Montana. By the way, Stu Morrill who's, is who recruited Travis Secure to Montana and then uh, ended up going to Colorado State before he got a chance to coach uh, Coach Secure. But th- there are similarities in the program, but more than anything, I think it's just a mental block that Weber State has. It's different players, but the song remains the same. I mean, it had to be asked at the postgame press conference last night. Randy Ray, he had to ask him, why can't you beat Montana in the postseason? And he was speechless. He said, I don't know. I don't know the answer. And that tells you all you need to know. I mean, coming into the matchup, you knew that Weber State, the bus trip coming over, there was talk inner circle, and you're not sure if this was the case or not, but Randy Randy thought the entire time when they were tied with Eastern that his team had won the tie break and wasn't lined up with Montana. Then it turns out, of course, they had to play Dante Bass. It was banged up, but it is absolutely mental. I mean, on paper, you've got one of the youngest teams in the country against a team with five seniors and all the talent retooled. If there ever was a year, it was this year where Weber State could beat Montana, and they still couldn't do it. And and I tell you what, Travis DeKear's game plan, what they put together, they take Weber State out of the spots they want to shoot and operate their offense. Uh, I thought Isaiah Brown not getting a shot attempt, Coulter, in the first half. Are you kidding me? I mean, the guy averaged over 20 points per game in the last three weeks, and he just was he was non-existent, and that to me was the biggest key. It threw them off. Um, besides Cody Carlson's eruption in the first half, Weber had no sense of offense or flow. And give credit to the Grizzly defense. I know that even when those games are added against Warner Pacific, me, yourself, and other media types are going, really? But it, there was a method to the madness here, and this young team needs to just be fed with confidence because let's call it what it is. Coach Secure, the staff, they kind of beat them down a little bit throughout the course of the year. No, this is not how you do it. We're sticking to our system. It's, it's stubborn to a point, but this is the payoff, and I feel that uh, them getting on a roll no matter who the opponent was was so key just from a confidence standpoint that absolutely you guys can compete, and they showed it last night. I also think that they – have the, the balance that they have has been a, sort of a strength this year when we're talking about scoring the ball. But in this league, especially in this tournament, you got to have a guy you can turn to if you get you tough buckets when you need tough buckets. I think they got one now. It's Robbie Beasley the third. He has emerged. You said before the game against Idaho, you said, Robbie's feeling confident. You watch. He's going to have a good tournament. And then he said, 
you told me before the Weaver game, he said, Rob Beasley's got that look in his eye. Watch out. Well, Beasley had 23 points last night. He was lights out. He's the scorer the Grizz have been looking for for a long time. It's that electric first step that he has, right? Because I don't mean this in a bad way, but the Grizzlies don't have a lot of players with that pop where they can just take over sure. a game. And I think we've been talking about a lot where you lose the Pridgets, the Rorys, the Oginays. Who's going to be the man? Well, it's a process, but Robbie Beasley is going to be that guy. He's the one that said, okay, if the coaching staff decides, Robbie, go take over, go get 15 shots. That's the other thing, Coulter. There's been very few games this year where he's taken more than 10 shots because, hey, he's a freshman. If he's cold, it's probably not his night. Well, when he's getting fed with confidence, watch out. I thought it was very fitting, too. What did they do? First play of the game. They ran it for Robbie Beasley down the lane. Why did they do that? To feed him with, yep, to absolutely get him going. And it was a trickle-down effect. He had eight points early. And and I think he might be the one that steps up in all of this. Whitney and Bannon are great in their own rights. But the explosion and the explosive player is Robbie Beasley. Montana State really struggling to close out this half right now. They had it down to two. So Utah's on a 6 nothing run with possession with 10 and a half seconds to go. John Knight in the open court, man, is majestic. I think that someone needs to go have a talk with him, though, and they need to tell him, buddy, you're a good basketball player. You could be an exceptional safety. You need to go play some football. I mean, he's 6'3", 210. He runs like the wind. He jumps out of the gym. He can't shoot it. It doesn't matter. He gets to the rim on everybody. He still averages 15 points per game. Well, man, he looks exactly like a football player to me. But here nor there, Montana State now trails Southern Utah 40-32. to 32. 10.5 seconds left in the first half of the first of two Big Sky Conference semifinal games. You're listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in on SWX Montana Television. We appreciate you no matter which way. You are tuning in uh, as we are in the midst of our tournament takeover. Riley and I hit Indianapolis next week as well, which will be super fun for us to catch the NCAA men's basketball tournament as well. John Knight with a step back. Was it a three? It was a two. But uh, Southern Utah ends the half on an 8-0 run, 42-32. SUU over Montana State. Danny Sprinkle is not happy, and I can understand why, because that was a terrible close to the first half for Montana. We're going to preview the second semifinal, which gets tipped off at 8 p.m. Right on the other side, you're listening to Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home yourself clean. That's what Diaba Canate was doing after Idaho State won the Women's Basketball Championship. It was so cool to see student-athletes celebrate again, man. It's been so long since we got that feeling where you just see the unadulterated emotion just pour out. But Canate, Idaho State's outstanding sophomore guard, she was just letting it loose. She was doing snow angels in the confetti on the court. She was breaking it down as Flo Rida was playing on the the uh, loudspeakers, and uh, cool to watch Idaho State's women advance to the NCAA tournament. The Bengals, they beat Idaho 84-49. It's about as lopsided as you will ever see in a championship game. 
We are in Boise, Idaho. This is Nuanez Now. You're listening in on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching on SWX Montana Television. Idaho Central Arena is the home of the Big Sky Conference Men's and Women's Basketball Championships. The Women's Championship in the books. The Men's Championship, we are halfway through the first of two semifinal games between Southern Utah and Montana State. The top-seeded Thunderbirds lead Montana State 42-32. to Thanks to all our great sponsors for getting us down to Boise, Kyle Tyler Express Loop, Aspen Sound, Crawford's Automotive, Stockman Bank of Montana, Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team of Windermere Real Estate, and Nick Tabor and Westpac Wells. Riley Corcoran, my good buddy, the voice of the Grizz, as well as the co-host of this show on Mondays and Tuesdays. He's joining me now here from Idaho Central Arena. And, Riley, we talked about Montana and uh, the never-ending cycle of beating Weber State in the postseason. Now another rivalry game. The uh, Grizzlies take on Eastern Washington. And uh, Eastern, they had to squeak it out last night against number 10 Northern Arizona, 66-60. to Couldn't believe how low scoring the game was considering how good Eastern's been defensively. But you've been monitoring Eastern since they hung 90 on the Grizz back-to-back weekends about, oh, a month ago. This is a trend. It's interesting, Coulter, because Eastern obviously was on a tear. They ran rough shot right through the Montana schools, averaging 90 points per game. In fact, then they had a week off. Their bye in Big Sky play, maybe not the best of situations, was the second to last weekend. So they get done. They're full of confidence. They're beating the Grizz. They beat the Cats by double figures in every game. And then they have to sit and wait. And then, since then, it's been a different Eastern Washington team. They've only played three games in the last 20 days since the Grizz and the Eagles met up in Missoula. And Eastern was averaging, like you said, over 90 points per game in the last three, though. Just 68. So that's a big-time difference. They changed their starting lineup. Now Jacob Davison's in. Jack Perry's in. And I just think it's really interesting. There's one. It's one thing to change your lineup on senior day. Sure. But... Now it almost looks like, why are, you, why are you messing with a good thing? Don't fix it if it ain't broke. And it seems to me now, Eastern, whether they're tightening up because of the pressure that we saw against Idaho State, that was just a, a catastrophic loss where it you kind of kind of scratch your head and go, how did that just happen? Cost them the one seed. Absolutely. And this matchup right now where they would have to avoid Montana because they've lost to Montana five of the last six. I think it's very interesting. The only win that Eastern has over Montana in the conference tournament was the 2015 title game in Missoula. Missoula. That's their only win over Montana. Montana's had their number here, and Eastern is so full of confidence. We know that. But lining up against Montana in the conference tournament has been different in the past. We are going to be treated, Coulter, to another show. It's only great. We have went through all of this all year long. We get treated with Montana Weaver State, followed by Montana Eastern Washington back-to-back nights. Yeah, it is pretty fun. And uh, the, the last, uh, it's funny, too, because as this tournament sort of trudges along, um, the first couple days, it's so weird because the games are at weird times and the, the teams that are playing, they like to think they have tournament aspirations, championship aspirations, but they don't really. But that also then lets them play a little looser. And you see guys with big-time green lights and, you know, Bodie Hume shooting a million threes for Northern Colorado, things like that. But uh, since the Montana State-Idaho State game yesterday, this has felt like a real tournament where it's been knocked down, drag out, a lot of emotion really uh, tightly contested games and uh, so we'll see how it plays out tonight but to me I, I said this with Sean Rainey earlier this, the analysis and prediction of this game is as simple as you could imagine to me if this game is about excitement and fun Eastern Washington has the definitive upper hand if this game is about discipline and toughness Montana has the definitive upper hand I think we're going to be able to tell who's going to be in the driver's seat of this game 
pretty much right out the gates. I think by the second media timeout, when Nick Hallis and I were kind of talking about this, of when are we going to know? When are you going to know if the Grizz are in it, if they're going to match the intensity? Because Eastern, let's call it what it is. They blitzed him. That, the two games that For they sure. played Kill were him. over by the 10-minute mark in the first half. Right. And there's a couple of things you know which I, I have been formulating all of the, the storylines here of, of what it's going to take for a Montana win. Well, you look at it, the two games that, that Eastern Washington and Montana played. Game one, Eastern makes 14 straight shots in 17 of their first nine. 19. Is that going to happen again? Highly unlikely. Game two, people forget this. Josh Bannon's been a really big piece to what they wanted to do. For sure. And he was exclusive. He was going to be their game plan for game two against Eastern. Picked up two fouls in the opening minute. Threw Montana completely off. They never really had a chance. So, I understand it's the okay, the what you know, the if circumstances here. But those are a couple things that went against Montana. If they can just settle into this game, you're totally right. By the second media timeout, we're going to know if we're in for a, a dogfight or if it might be uh, take three of Eastern and Montana this year. We might have to sleep until about 3 o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon on Monday, but we will be back with you at 4 on Monday. Riley will be there, the Montana Basketball Hour. We'll have the full recap of tonight's action as well as tomorrow's championship games and much, much more. If you missed anything in this great show, pretty much everybody that I loved uh, that I thank so much for contributing stopped on by. Sean Rainey, Chris Redpath, Jenny Kavanaugh, Bill Sir from Tom Wistershill, the Big Sky Conference Commissioner, as well as Danny Sprinkle, head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. If you want to check out the show, you missed anything in it, you want to re-listen to whatever you might want, the podcast is available on all your various podcasting platforms and is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Nuanas now, great week. It's been so fun as part of our tournament takeover here at Idaho Central Arena. You Once crushed again, it, my friend. Well, you thank crushed you. it. Thanks, man. It's, uh, it's always wild to see if you can actually get it done, but I've never been anything but somebody that loves a challenge. So thanks, everybody, so much for listening in. Thanks to the boys in the back, Reese and Tommy, for getting me all set up on this remote broadcast. We'll be back with you with the Montana Basketball Hour and a full Nuanas now on Monday from 4 to 6. Until then, have an outstanding weekend and be good. Garden City Paint and Glass is proud to offer a huge variety of high-quality paints and stains at affordable prices. Like Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org. Or of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.